Hello there, and good morning. It's Jeff Stevens uh, bringing you another podcast. Um, It's coming up on Easter, and I covered this very topic that I will cover today, last year at about this time, and I plan on covering it again, and I will probably do it next year as well. The reason that I do this coming up on Easter is that um, we need to be intelligent Christians and we need to stop letting the world tell us what is what in our history. Now we can concede if something is true, but Christians, we got to stop allowing atheists, non-believers, and other religions to tell us what we believe when we do have a very well-documented, very solid history that we can follow our church history and archaeological history historical history this is just it's unbelievable how well things are laid out for us in order to believe especially when it comes to what we celebrate specifically coming up 13 days is going to be easter sunday uh you know as a young believer uh and young theologian i had a lot of uh, wrestling matches inside of my head with whether or not we should be celebrating this pagan holiday because that's everything I ever heard. Up until even most recently, there are people in my circle and they will say, well, you know you're celebrating uh, a a god, Yoster, or you're celebrating Ishtar, or you're celebrating something uh, by pagans or Romans or Middle Eastern people or Celts, and uh, the Christians stole it to line it up with their resurrection of Christ and um, this is why you celebrate it that night you know the Christian church is really good at stealing people's holidays like Christmas and Easter well we'll talk about that just for a minute and make sure that we get things in order so that on Easter you can uh, take your kids out go to church celebrate Easter have an Easter egg hunt Celebrate our Lord and Savior in all of his glory, the victor over sin and death. And have a wonderful time fellowshipping with family and friends, glorifying him in that celebration that is his, belongs to him, was won by him, and uh, should be focused on him. Um, I'll start by saying this. I don't believe churches should utilize things like Easter egg hunts uh, and and giveaways and prizes as a way to lure people to the church. It should, it has to focus on Jesus every Sunday. It should every single Sunday always be about Jesus. Uh, The result of that celebration can be fantastic. It can be great music. It can be fellowship of breaking bread. It can be Uh, communion it can be an Easter egg hunt it can be games and stuff those can be the result of fellowship but the focus of coming to church should be Christ and glorifying Christ in good reverence in good time listening to the Word of God be read um, exposed from the Word of God the truths that we get the pearls of wisdom we get and that's where it begins and ends everything after that are the things that Christ gives us, allows us to have in fellowship with him, with his Holy Spirit. So I want to make sure that we start there. We never start from a place of trying to lure people to the church with the things of the world. The only thing that should lure people to the church is their own brokenness in sin, needing 
a savior needing a rescuer and that is Christ and that is where we go so I wanted to make sure we get that out of the way so I just want to start with this should we celebrate um, Easter let's start out we'll start out in Acts let's go to Acts 12 and essentially what we do is this um, idea of uh, the, the Passover and uh, the foreshadowing of the death of Christ you remember first century Christians um, they would have celebrated the Passover we look at uh, when Christ celebrated what we call now the Last Supper and then was uh, eventually murdered um, hung on the cross died was three days in the grave and then rose to which which we call the resurrection what the Jews and what his apostles and disciples that were there were celebrating was the Passover or Pesach and and that is great and they celebrated that for centuries afterwards which is important that we know this now Paul will tell us in Romans 6 3 through 5 he says this or do you know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death so we celebrate baptism uh, we celebrate baptism into his death and therefore we were buried with him through baptism the dunking in the water through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father even so we also should walk in newness of life for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection so what does this really say well it says we celebrate the resurrection when we baptize somebody so throughout the first number of centuries probably up through the seventh century the common practice of celebrating resurrection day which many real staunch Christians uh, that, that are you know they just can't use that word Easter because they don't understand like to call it resurrection day not that there's anything wrong with that what they don't understand is all these early Christians celebrated the resurrection during baptisms they didn't do it on Easter Sunday every time somebody was baptized we celebrate what Paul here says dying with Christ and then raised from the dead by the glory of the Father and then he puts it in perspective for us the believer even so we also should walk in newness of life just as Christ was resurrected we come up out of the water a new creature and if we've been united together in the likeness of his death being plunged into the water and we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection coming up out of the water so this is that celebration so where do we end up getting this idea of Easter Okay, so Christianity is spreading throughout the land. Of course, Constantine gets a hold of it in the early 300s, and it's spreading. It's spreading east, and it's spreading north, um, a little bit south into northern Africa, but mostly east and spreading north. Of course, it spreads north pretty fast as the Romans move and conquer everything up there. And um, not always in great ways, but nonetheless, the word of God is powerful, and uh, it doesn't need Constantine. Uh, it, it is traveling on its own. People are becoming believers. But what happens um, in the 600s is um, people start calling it Easter, and we don't know the date or the day exactly, but uh, the only thing that we have to really get a hold of this idea of Easter is that Easter, uh, really which means the East, or 
eoster, okay, is that idea of the springtime, the coming of the sun out of the east, the days getting longer, this whole idea of the springtime and the planting time and things like that. Um, and just like you would call uh, Christmas the holiday season, kind of as slang, as people became Christians in Northern Europe, uh, they would celebrate the same, the Pasach, at this time, uh, Easter, because it's the um, tradition to celebrate this holiday uh, in the time of Easter, in the time of the sun coming from the east in the days becoming longer. It's more like slang and it's less like something pagan. Now there's one simple reference uh, that we can go to. There's this monk in the eighth century, okay, in the 700s, his name is uh, Venerable Bede, the Venerable Bede. He's a Northumbrian Christian monk, and he writes this thing called the Reckoning of Time, okay? And it's, it has a lot to do with uh, reading calendars and figuring out what the Julian calendar looks like. And he makes this um, um, reference to Easter that essentially says that they named that single month, that month after um, uh, something that was worshipped. But there's no other evidence of this in history. Now, people were recording all kinds of things by the 7th century and in 8th century, and there's zero, zero evidence of this at all. Um, so it's much more reasonable that he was mistaken or just making stuff up. Um, the Anglo-Saxon calendar was essentially named, not, uh, not essentially, but definitely named after things like the harvest and it wasn't ever named for any deities. So it was definitely came after the East or the Dawn. So essentially what uh, uh, Christians who practiced um, the idea behind uh, the Pesach or the Passover as time went on started just saying it's we celebrate the East or this time of year uh, because we know this is when the Passover happened and we celebrate our, our Savior Christ. So nothing no evidence it's mythology there's no uh, even evidence of anybody even celebrating a god or a worship or a liturgy or a practice or a custom called easter um, and there is um, just one other small thing you know the Grit brothers grim uh, and, and they wrote fiction had said something about worship of eoster um, but there's no sources to this. It's fiction. It's absolute fiction. And we know that it was called Easter uh, before um, Jacob Grimm wrote into this. So he was probably taking something true and turning it into something fiction because that's what the Brothers Grimm did. They wrote fairy tales. So we know that it comes from a fairy tale. So we get this idea of the Passover. And Christians celebrating the Passover, recognizing the Passover, which, of course, is upon us as well. Same period of time. And they have a celebration. And as time goes on, they assume this Anglo-Saxon word, Eoster, come, turns into Easter. And so they're celebrating this at the same period of time. So it definitely comes from um, um, Jewish into Christian backgrounds. Now, there is some references, and I've heard this as well, where people will say that it comes from Ishtar. So the only evidence that we have for
from anything coming from the Sumerian goddess Ishtar is because they sound alike. That's really it. Um, back in the 19th century, there's some uh, this Christian fundamentalist named Alexander uh, Hillsup, who's a Scottish Presbyterian, published this thing called the Two Babylons. Uh, the papal worship proved to be the worship of Nimrod and his wife. Um, it, it goes back, he talks about Constantine deciding to Christianize the Roman Empire and basically took paganism and changed some names to make it seem Christian. And then nobody just noticed. I mean, it, it would be funny that this guy writes this pamphlet in 1853 and it was 1500 years of history, world history, church history, legal history, Roman history, and nobody notices that, that, that this happened, even though we have good written evidence that Christians were celebrating these holidays, if you will, well before Constantine. Um, nobody wants to look at that. They kind of take this as true. Now, this is what happens is you'll run into uh, non-believers who like to stab at us for our uh, pagan faith, uh, as they would call it, and associate us with uh, pagans and say we stole all of our ideas and they will leverage our ignorance about our church history. That's why it's important to look at these things because they will leverage our ignorance. So what is that call to us? That call is for us to read the Word of God, understand the Word of God, understand our church history, and learn a little bit about where we're from and who we are. This gives us a defense for our faith so that when somebody comes to you or says to you, oh, you really do that? You really celebrate that pagan holiday, you can say, interesting that you would say that. What makes you think that it's a pagan holiday? And they say, well, it belongs to Ishtar. And you say, really, what evidence do you have of that? And then probably they don't have any either. Is what they have done is they've stolen that idea from somebody else who just likes to take a stab at Christians and they don't understand. But most importantly, what it really does is it opens up an avenue of approach for you to minister to people. Because people just rely on um, half-truths and lies uh, to make their way through life anyway. And it's important that we ground ourselves in the truth and it allows us to be good ministers of the Word of God. So uh, take these truths with you and use them because what's really important is that uh, when we come together on Sunday, which is something that uh, the early church practiced regularly, is that they celebrate Christ. So... The idea that they, the Pesach moves from celebrating the Passover from ancient Jewish history up through the uh, uh, second century where, or excuse me, first century where Christian believers celebrated uh, the Passover in Judea. And then at some point in the 600s, it starts being called Easter because of the month that happens. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that idea. Um, they still celebrate that. And then they just decide that they are also going to celebrate uh, Easter as a, a Sunday holiday, which is fine. Although, most importantly, as I mentioned earlier, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ every time we baptize somebody. So we make sure that we remember, as Paul said in Romans, that we uh, celebrate his victory through our public recognition of his victory and our submission to him through our dunking in the water as baptism um, lens to. So also the other thing is there's nothing 
of course, to reference about bunnies or eggs or, or chickadees or, or anything like that. Now, these are things that have become commercialized over the years. And of course, what they'll do is they'll take Ishtar, this pagan god who has a lot to do with fertility, and then they'll take these bunnies and they'll twist it together to say that there's some sort of correlation between us uh, stealing this bunny. And, you know, bunnies mate, and they mate by the millions, and, they, and we're going to stick them together and say it's some sort of fertility holiday. That it, it just It's nonsense, absolute nonsense. Um, when it comes to the eggs and egg hunts, the most likely thing and we look at is probably those eggs, uh, and if you've ever seen this art, um, that the Dutch brought eggs uh, that they would poke holes in and they would blow the white and the yolk out through this egg and they would make ornate eggs. And early Dutch believers would do this ornate uh, artwork on them and um, give them as gifts. They gave them as gifts uh, during the Christmas season as well. People would hang them on trees. That's a whole other uh, topic we can talk about on whether that is a, uh, a pagan uh, holiday. However, and these eggs were used as art. And one of the things they likened the empty egg to was the empty tomb of Christ. And they would make them during the Easter season and give them as gifts. And at some point turns into a put them somewhere where they needed to be searched for. And we end up getting an Easter egg hunt out of this kind of very simple homemade gift idea where people look for eggs. So is it wrong to have the kids go have a good time running around outside or inside, wherever it is, looking for Easter eggs? No, absolutely not. So where do we start? We start with reverence for Christ. So have a have a, have a church service and whether or not you want to uh, celebrate it as Resurrection Day or just another Sunday, um, because that's what it is. It's a Sunday where we get together um, celebrating Christ and, and his resurrection, which we celebrate every single Sunday. Um, we do that in reverence uh, for his glory. We get together and we sing and we worship and we exposit the word of God and we learn the word of God and we fellowship with one another. And then add on to that something to do for the kids. Break, the, break bread together as a family. Enjoy each other's time. Don't go to a church just to have your kids do an Easter egg hunt, get a bunch of candy and Easter baskets, and then leave. Go there, teach your kids about the resurrection of Christ, spend time together as a family, and then, of course, have a good time together. I think it would be ridiculous to think that Christ doesn't want us to enjoy what he gave us to enjoy, which is our fellowship with one another. Um, especially as Americans here, where we celebrate blessings that people don't have throughout the rest of the world. We should appreciate that, and we should, we should celebrate that with our kids. Let those kids know that. Not everybody gets to celebrate this. We'll go search for those Easter eggs, and we'll celebrate their emptiness as an egg with no life inside of them as the empty tomb of Christ. Put candy in them, put prizes in them, put Bible verses in them, and then come back around and allow your kids to read the Word of God and learn to love Him in a way that He loved them by overcoming sin and death and breaking out of that tomb. And that morning, when those ladies went to the tomb and found it empty. So, I did this last year and I wanted to do it again just so that for those that will listen, 
you will understand it's okay to celebrate Easter it is not a pagan holiday I encourage you to spend time with your families I encourage you to spend time together worshiping your God and I encourage you to allow your kids to have a good time um, playing some sort of game after they've already recognized who is their Lord who is their Savior and put themselves in a proper position in their heart so that they have, have reverence for him so um, two weeks 13 days we're gonna be celebrating Easter um, this um, upcoming weekend is what you know the church would call Palm Sunday we celebrate Christ making his way into the city uh, to come in with his army uh, as a recognition and a foresight of the second coming of Christ when he will come back to sit on his throne he will come in you know like an army you know the people will come out to the city gate to meet him and sing his praises lay down palms for him just like when he comes back the next time but he will come back next time with wrath so we'll need to be ready for that as he says he comes back like a thief in the night therefore we are to be awake and ready prepared so that we'll know of his coming um, we will celebrate Palm Sunday this upcoming Sunday and then the next week I encourage you plan something fun do something fun with your kids teach them about Jesus build that firm foundation in their hearts so that as they grow older they become um, steadfast for the love that is in their hearts that has been put there by Jesus Christ so have a fantastic week plan that amazing Easter Sunday and stay on the grind <laughs>